Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right. Day before the Edmonton Elks take on the Hamilton Tiger Cats tomorrow. The game you'll hear right here, of course, on 630 Chad. The voice of your Edmonton Elks. Of course, the voice of your Edmonton Oilers as well. Countdown to kickoff with Brendan Escott begins at 530. Opening kickoff at Commonwealth at 7 o'clock. Elks have lost nine straight games dating back to last season. They're 0-5 for the first time since 1965. They've never been 0-6. They'll try and be the last CFL team to uh, achieve. Well, they will. Whenever it happens, they will be the last CFL team to pick up uh, their first win of the season. They'll try and do it tomorrow night. A.C. Leonard will play the defensive end. It was uh, listed on the injury report yesterday. It kind of alarmed uh, a few people that uh, it looked like a hamstring injury that was going to put his status in doubt for tomorrow. But uh, he is on the uh, depth chart as one of the two starters, along with uh, Jake Ceresna and uh, Sam Anchenpog will make his debut after the trade from the Toronto Argos, and uh, we'll see what happens uh, there. And there, other than that, the lineup remains relatively unchanged. Brett Boyko, Canadian uh, offensive lineman, will start at right tackle. That'll push David Foucault back to left guard. So other than that, uh, not much happening in the sporting world as far as uh, live events are going on. Although at foot field right now, Alberta taking on Quebec in the Football Canada Cup semifinal uh, U18 event. I've uh, been uh, hearing great things about it. going to try and do something on Friday about the Canada Cup. Of course, we had uh, Shannon Donovan from uh, Football Canada, the executive director on the show on Monday talking about this event, which is uh, now a bid process to uh, host the event. Not, uh, they're not, uh, Football Canada isn't awarding uh, host cities anymore. You got to bid for this. So, Canada or uh, Quebec and Alberta in the second semifinal, Saskatchewan with a 15 12 win over Ontario in the first semifinal. Uh, exciting moments down at Foot Field uh, with a last second field goal, 36 yards. Saskatchewan is into the final at Commonwealth on Saturday night as uh, they will look for their fourth straight Canada Cup title. Noticed here as well the. Uh, Major League Baseball All-Star Game, which was won by the National League last night, uh, first time in a decade, record low ratings, or declining ratings, uh, record low viewership, I should say, for the third year in a row. Uh, 3-2 win over the American League was seen by seven, uh, just over 7 million viewers on Fox. That's down from 7.51 million last year. And the home run derby won by the uh, Blue Jays, Vladimir Guerrero, 6.11 million viewers on ESPN, down 11% from 6.88 last year in L.A. And obviously a larger market in Los Angeles compared to Seattle, but uh, ratings have been declining steadily since uh, I saw a graphic here uh, on uh, Twitter. And uh, since 1992, I mean, it's been basically, you know, at one point, Kellen, there was over 20 million viewers, between 20 and 25 million viewers watching the game, All-Star game back in 92, 94, 96, somewhere yep. in that range. Mm-hmm. And it's been steadily declining. Now, probably that means it's you know less accessible and you know there's more streaming going on as well. But uh, 
Anyway, and also maybe people yeah. are just tired of All Star games. That could be too. That, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that it might be something that baseball. I I know it might. I'm sounding blasphemous here with the hardcore baseball fans and that stuff. Uh, you know, because they're they're kind of that group is kind of I don't want to say old school, but they 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 dig tradition, Dave. <laughs> as, yeah, as, well, that's as, true. As big as uh, any other uh, fan base out there and that stuff. Maybe it might be time to look at just abolishing the All Star game totally for a season or two and just you know run right out or maybe you do instead of uh, all-star game maybe you do like a uh, uh like almost like a world cup best on best at this time of the year for them well it's interesting what the nba is doing um with their in-season tournament which is kind of weird and i don't know how they're going to do this but they're basically going to stop their season and what is it uh i can't remember which part of the season it is i think it's fairly early in the season yeah that they're going to have this in-season tournament and then resume the season which is different and obviously there's a lot of sponsorship dollars and tv revenue and all that other stuff that they're probably going to capitalize on but i mean i can i I cannot see the nhl ever doing something like that uh especially with i mean they want to play a world cup of hockey allegedly although you know are we ever going to see Connor mcdavid in the best on best tournament it's ridiculous that uh that the nhl can't get this figured out um i say the nhl i don't say the players association because come on honestly gary bettman has um you know, I, I get the Olympic thing, you know, the fact that, you know, they don't get a lot of protection injury-wise and they can't use a lot of the content. And, I mean, they can never use the Sidney Crosby goal, for heaven's sakes, uh, back in uh, 2010 in Vancouver, which is the most iconic moment probably in uh, one of the most iconic moments hockey-wise and sporting-wise in Canadian history. The NHL can't use it. So, um, and it's kind of accessible on YouTube. You just sometimes you have to dig for it, Kellen. It's kind of kind of weird right so, yeah the um, rights are a little bit up in the air and that stuff and even if they if you upload a copy of that say for a broadcast or something like that you could be in big trouble too because you know absolutely flag it on youtube and the whole deal so yeah that's goofy but yeah i mean i'm one for best on best tournaments i love seeing that in any sport i mean like uh on the tv and here tonight i've got the uh it, it's not necessarily the best best on best but it's the uh, global jam happening out of toronto tonight and it's canada yeah. it's the canada men's national team taking on uh, uh i believe it's africa tonight because the women played africa today and won their game and it looks like canada is ahead here at halftime, 47-34 against Africa right now. And that's at the Mattamy Athletic Center in Toronto, which is the old Maple Leaf Gardens, basically. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's it's cool to see athletes that would normally be competing against each other represent their country or your country against, you know, a rival country because you got that nationalistic yeah. pride and stuff like that. That's I'm always a fan For of that. Sure. that stuff. But, yes, uh, stuff like hockey obviously has to organize something that you know we don't want too many best on best but we also don't no. want too many like limp-wristed all-star games as well right so well exactly and you know when we go back to the all-star discussion and we you know talked about this on monday where i think the three-on-three uh format is the best format the nhl has ever had but that's getting kind of stale but no one wants to go back to the way it was with five on five and you know back to back to east versus west or you know I mean, you probably will never go back to North America versus the world, even though that was kind of fun for the first couple of years. But, you know, I, I love what the NFL did, though, and they said, 
We're not going to play this Pro Bowl. I mean, that by far is the worst All-Star game because it was pretty hard you know. to to watch the last oh, yeah. couple of years. It was doing it because that was, it was. Uh, <laughs> players playing. Uh, what's less than ten percent of like you know like point one of a percent of competitive? You're probably <laughs> you probably nailed it, Kellen. That's probably the max effort that they gave. I mean, you want to talk about rushing the quarterback? There was no rushing the quarterback. It's basically standing up and saying, "Hey, how you doing?" Patting them on the on the helmet. But what they did do is they had a flag football tournament, and I, I remember watching uh, a good chunk of it, and that really was a hit. Yeah, the flag- players were into it. Yeah. Flag and, football is like, always fun to to check out in person and that stuff. So you translate yeah. that to pro players at the pro level and that stuff, and these are the best pro players in that league going at it. The risk of injury is lessened. It's not you know zero, but it's still you know it's it's considerably less than you know suiting them up full on and sending them out onto the field and that stuff. And now you got something that I imagine other cities may want to bid for in the league. That you know this looks yeah. like fun. So hey, maybe my my team has a two and eighteen season out there. You know, maybe they're they're not doing very well or whatever. Two and sixty, whatever the 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 you know the the standard for futility is in the NFL. But uh, it's uh, you know you could obviously bid for that. And man, you, you know, get some sort of success in and get a end of year party happening in your city and have all the stars in the league come out and actually have some fun. And you know, maybe they show a little something that they can't show. In in the regular season game, like maybe a guy like a, I don't know, I'm just taking for an example, a Geno Lewis gets named or something something like that, and he goes to, yeah. you know, do a, a fancy pass out to someone or, or whatever, or does a, a fancy bootleg run or something like that that they, they can't use in, you know, a normal game because they'd get lit up or something, right? So... The the last CFL All Star game was in 1988, and was what it was was the Edmonton at the time the Eskimos, the Edmonton right. football team, I guess we'll call them now. Yeah. They were the Great Cup champions, and they played an All Star team, a CFL All Star team. Didn't mm-hmm. go very well. I mean, Blake Dermott, our in game analyst, was in that game, so uh, that did not go well for uh, the Green and Gold that night. But right. the last true All Star game, and you can find it on YouTube. Um, it, the the video quality is not very good. But it was 1983 at BC Place Stadium. Okay. And uh, that was the last true all-star game that the CFL had. So, um, again, it's out there. It's on YouTube. The video quality is not great, but uh, it's kind of a fun watch. So, uh I would recommend checking that out and watching mm-hmm. a, a chunk of it if you have time. And and of course, we always talk every year at All Star Break because you're always filling in for Reed during the All Star Break for NHL. It's my thing. Uh, we yeah, basically, and we kind of do the thing on the night before the All Star game or the night of the All Star Skills Competition where we play the audio from Rob Brown talking about how important it was to play in a game here back in '89 and that stuff. And of course, the speculation always: Hey, are we going to get the All Star game in Edmonton? And and probably mm-hmm. sooner rather than later, I think is going to it's going to happen here. Uh, you know, probably I, I would predict that my prediction here with that probably the next five years or so. That's my prediction. Yeah, I would think so. 
Now, I know the league's preference is to take it to non-traditional hockey markets and warm weather climates and, and things of that nature because the players will go. But I think you have to give Edmonton their due. I mean, they've been probably wanting this event for a while. It's the district's built for it right now. I mean, is. everything is yeah. done. Everything is ready. We saw what it looked like during the playoffs. You see what they're doing with it now in the off season. That's one of the busiest sectors in Edmonton for live events happening. You know, yep. on a week-in, week-out basis, and that's not counting all the extracurricular stuff that they do. You know, in the ice plaza or ice district plaza and the, mm-hmm. the little fan park alongside and that stuff and everything like that. Like, I mean, it's it's due. Everything's set up. Everything's ready to go. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think it's only a matter of time for sure. As I mentioned, uh, Toronto gets the 2024 All-Star game, and um, then we'll see what happens. you got to think Edmonton, as Kellen said, it should be uh, should be up uh, soon here. And I think it would be a, a cool event for sure. And uh, the next cool event hopefully is tomorrow night at Commonwealth Stadium where the Elks can break a uh, long home losing streak of 19 games, but more importantly, break a nine-game losing streak at their first win of the season and uh, avoid not going 0-6 or avoid going 0-6 rather for the first time in uh, their CFL history. They haven't been 0-6 since uh, 1938 when they were in the uh, WIFU. Uh, so you got to go look that up on uh, on Google. But Adam Konar, veteran linebacker, says we're still confident. We have a good group here, right? And we felt from the beginning of the year that we do have a really good group. And even though it ha- the start hasn't been what we wanted, obviously, it, we still are a confident group. And we know once we get rolling, we're going to be a really tough team and a lot of teams won't want to play us, right? Um, you know, we feel like we could have had a, easily a couple wins this year, but it's just the way, the way football goes. But, you know, we we are confident, especially on the defensive side. We're very confident. And... Uh, Everyone else is just, you know, we're all we're all getting better. We're getting there. We're getting closer. So it's just about to coming together as a team and and putting together those wins. Enjoyed having Glenn Harper on the show on Monday. A former uh, Edmonton football team punter uh, from 1991 to '96 won a Grey Cup here in 1993. He's played on many good quality teams throughout his CFL career, including ones in Edmonton. And you know, back to that debate or that that uh, thin line that, that Rob Brown talks about belief versus doubt uh, Glenn Harper hit on that on Monday well it's very it's and it's evident like you might have one or two players that are maybe struggling a little bit and and it becomes infectious just like really good play becomes infectious so in order to turn that around Ron Lancaster was always so good at getting us prepared for football games didn't matter what it was. So the fine line there uh, I put on uh, Ron Lancaster getting us to believe. Like, we, we didn't have to listen to what was go- being said about us in the media or whispers up in the stands or, or, or any of that stuff. He kept everything and kept us all together. And uh, we had a lot. We, we had really good leadership on that team. You mentioned Blake Dermont. We had Rod Connup, uh, both on the offensive line. Uh, Jed Roberts on special teams. Trent Brown, of course. Uh, just uh, defense. We've got uh, Willie Plass, and, and you know the, the list just goes on and on. So we had a lot of yeah. strong leadership, and and that's what you need when it when it comes to that sort of thing. And um, and I think that that's what keeps ball ball teams together and believing in themselves by not listening to what everybody else is whispering about. And I like this comment from Glenn as well. 
Perhaps this current version of the of the green and gold, the Elks simply within a game and beyond just have to set the bar higher for themselves. Once you once you start focusing on the little things, the big things will start falling into place. But it, but in the case of of, of these guys, they, it almost seems like they they become satisfied. Oh, we weren't expected to score first. We weren't you know expected to be leading at halftime, or you know so they. If it does happen, they almost become satisfied because oh, we weren't expected to do this. At least this is kind of a mentality that you can dangerously take on as an athlete. And and our attitude back when I played was never be satisfied. Like keep yeah. the keep the the pedal down and uh, run these guys over. Make them fear coming into Commonwealth Stadium, Brickfield. Make them afraid to come here. Don't have them coming in licking their chops because <laughs> that's half the battle. Um, so for for this team, they just got to stick to the to, to the things that the coaches are asking them to do. Trust in the system. Trust trusting what what they want them to do, and go out and execute. And no disrespect to the Hamilton Tiger Cats, but, you know, that's a team that, uh, look, they're coming in and probably looking at the Elks as an opportunity, but not necessarily looking their chops thinking it's going to be an easy night. And I don't think the Elks are looking at, at the, the, the Tiger Cats the same way, but both are looking at each other going, you know what, we're struggling, they're struggling, here's our next opportunity. As much as losing is contagious, winning can be contagious too. We'll see if the uh, Elks can uh, form some new habits on the winning side of things tomorrow night. 5.30 is countdown to kickoff right here on 6.30, Chet, 7 o'clock from Commonwealth, Elks and Tiger Cats. So it's a quiet night in the world of sports. Uh, of course, in between uh, the All-Star game and a CFL game tomorrow, of course, the Elks hosting the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, the ESPYs are on tonight, Kellen. And the nominees oh for the best male, which is basically just an ESPN-run award show. It's their own award show, that sort of thing. Um, best male athlete uh, nominees. Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets. Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees. Patrick Mahomes of the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. And Lionel Messi. Uh, no Connor McDavid, which I find a little odd. Yeah. Considering ESPN's a national rights holder in the U.S. for the NHL, you think they would have heard of Connor McDavid and featured some of his games this year. So no anyway, kidding. That's, that's kind of a bit of a nuisance, you could uh, you could say. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next segment. We're going to meet two local boxers. One making his debut on Saturday in the pro ranks. Can't wait for this.